All Things Unexplained, hosted by Dr. Mounts. Let's face it, we were always ready to roll without him anyway. <laughs> CJ Derringer. Ain't nobody perfect, right? And Smitty Neves. I've never planned out hardly anything my whole life. I just free ball. Featuring Cajun Man. I'm just old nobody, somebody looking for somebody. to get a real quick post analysis of what we learned from Tom Edlin. Yeah. And I think we learned a lot. And the main thing I learned is that I think it strains all common sense to believe that our military shot down Pico balloons over Alaska, the Canada and Lake Huron. So you, you feel like the government's hiding something that it was much bigger and that it's easier for them to let us all believe that it was balloons. I think it's highly unlikely that the pilots did not recognize these are balloons. I think it's highly unlikely that the radar operators did not recognize these are balloons. I think it's highly unlikely that no one in our intelligence community didn't know anything about Pico balloons or where they're at, even though we can literally go to W5KUB.com ourselves and see where all the Pico balloons are, their altitude, where they're at, whose they are. I think Tom Medlin directly contradicted the Pentagon with facts, which is important. He made it very clear, and the FAA has made it very clear, by the way, that these Pico balloons do not represent a threat to any aircraft. Yes, he made that very clear. But he also, I thought, believed that it was a balloon that was shot down. 98%. (laughs) 98%. So he's saying there's a chance it was alien. So listen, I think one of two things is happening with Alaska. We have to hone in on Alaska. By the way, there are some contradictions here. Like it was initially reported the Alaska UFO was car-sized. And I believe that based on the radar and visual evidence and other things, they would know the size pretty accurately. You would think. Well, okay, if it was car-sized, it was not a Pico balloon. Right. There were reports yeah. that it was interfering with their, their instruments. Not possible from a Pico balloon. Mm-hmm. So you're leaning more, they're covering up something big, and this is a massive conspiracy, and not leaning towards the government spent a million dollars to shoot down a child's hobby balloon, and they are embarrassed in trying to cover that up. You know, I'm torn 
I really am because I do. I think it that it's possible that the Northern Illinois Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade released their information. Which, by the way, I did not ask Tom about this because I think these poor folks with the NIBBB may just want to stay off the radar. But I tell you, the reason we got in touch with Tom is because it's currently impossible to get in touch with anybody with the NIBBB. Mm-hmm. Their website has been down for days. It remains down. You cannot find a name associated with that organization. You cannot find an address, a phone number, a town they operate out of. You cannot find anything. And that is the main reason why Tom has been getting so much attention. Right. I do believe Tom, he, you know, at first I wondered, does NIBB even exist? Yeah. Hey, they don't, they make fun of you about conspiracy theories, but they make the conspiracy theories so plausible. They like websites are down. Okay. Well, I didn't make that up. Right. Yeah. Well, Tom knows the folks at NIBBB. Okay. So they're real. Apparently they did put it on their website at some point that, Hey, we think it could have been our balloon shot down over Alaska. So I do think that one, it's possible that the government or the Pentagon saw that and recognized they had an opportunity mm. without even acknowledging their group. You notice how it got picked up quickly by the AP and circulated? Yeah. Right. How did that happen? How did that right. happen? Pretty curious, right? I think the mm-hmm. Pentagon realized we have an opportunity here. We don't even have to say anything, but the whole world is going to automatically assume it was a Pico balloon. Yes. And they're not, they're just going to quit asking questions. And you know what? That's what happened. But I wanted to keep asking questions and that's why we had Tom on the show. Yeah. And so after all of your questions, you've learned about the size of these balloons. They're a non-threat. There's, they couldn't really be picked up on radar because they're clear. And yet we're being told that these balloons were shot down. Okay. You're taking our best military experts. You're taking our best fighter pilots, sending them up, somebody at some point would have said, this object is not a threat. This object is a balloon. I mean, they need to be trained in that, right? They need to be trained in what is a threat versus what is a weather balloon or what else. I had no idea there were that many weather balloons up there, by the way, but they saw something else and they took it down. You almost certainly have to believe they are very well trained in that. Right. And that's something else I've been thinking about is that, you know, this was so unprecedented. This was essentially the first time these jets have ever been put into use in a combat situation. This is the first time these jets have ever shot anything down, so far as we know, over American or Canadian airspace, ever. Really? Yes. Never before has this happened. When the spy balloon was crossing the United States, you know, when it was going over North Carolina, we saw all the activity in the sky, all the jet military activity, right? hmm And I want to bring this up briefly, you know, because last week I sent thoughts and prayers out to the family of the ones involved in the Black Hawk crash in Alabama. hmm And I'm not saying it's connected to the UFOs. I am saying is that we elevated the activity of our military and that any time you do that, especially things like jets, things in the air, et cetera, it increases the risk level of those involved, right? So I think we deserve answers because, you know what, we put our military 
into action. Right. And we deserve to know some answers why. Yeah. This is a tough one for me because part of me thinks that the government just, you know, putting on a show. <laughs> I just, I felt like the Chinese Bible thing turned into a bit of a spectacle. And um, a little bit of was, look at us, we're going to take you down. You put something over our airspace, we're going to take you down. Oh, just a hobbyist balloon. Whoops, we just wasted a million dollars. But now everybody knows we mean business. Um, I, I think that that's very plausible. But I also do think it's plausible that it's something much bigger that the government is hiding. I don't have an answer. I, I don't know. I never know. I don't deserve a podcast. I never have the answers. We certainly were flexing. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, the name of the show is All Things Unexplained. I never promised to explain anything. You know, we're still digging, CJ, and this is the problem with mainstream media. Things get picked up on the AP. Everybody else runs with it. You never see anything deeper. Right? Right. We dug into it. Yes. All it took was one generic story on the AP for everybody to say, yep, that's it. Pico balloon. Yeah. That makes sense. Back to um, whatever other frivolous things they're paying attention to now. Yeah. Right. But we dug into it, and I'm proud of us. For doing that because I feel like there's much more to this story. I'm not sure how much further we mm-hmm. got into it, but we did learn. I think Abu Love would have been proud. We learned specifics. We learned data. <laughs> we learned facts. What's his take on this? We need to get back on his website where he writes all of his daily articles. He has to have a take. We need to dive into what he thinks. But when you think about you know all of the people that we've had on this show, from Cheryl, who saw, you know, what she assumes was missiles outside of her airplane, to these airplane pilot stories of them spotting things out of their airplanes, to now these things getting shot down out of the sky, to Avi Loeb claiming a UFO came into our solar system back in 2017, plus another object after that. It does feel like something much bigger is going on. Absolutely. And you know what? They could put all our minds to ease real quick at this because there's a photo and videos of all these UFOs that were shot down. There's radar, there's photos, there's videos, there's audio from the pilots. They're not going to let it go. Yeah, I guess there must be because there's there was an image that just came out today of the Chinese spy balloon outside of the fighter jets. Yeah. Hmm. We want answers. We want answers. Well, you know, I mean, they had images. The Alaska UFO was in the daytime. Yeah. And it was so high, it was above the clouds. It would have been a perfectly clear HD image, probably. Yeah. Hmm. Why not release it? Why not show us? It's sad, you know, our Pentagon, our government, our intelligence community is sadly the least dependable source of information. <laughs> I mean, the most dependable source of information, seriously, is Twitter. Folks like Jeremy Corbell. Right. Folks like George Knapp with Coast to Coast AM. Folks like us, CJ and Tim Mount. And the other thing is, you know, this whole ufology, it's all such a tangled web, right? And this little piece of the puzzle does nothing to explain the military videos, to explain the Bob right. Lazar situation with Area 51 yes. and S2, to explain 
mysterious situations from the 70s, like we had Mr. Billy on to talk about to explain the dramatic UFO encounter over Lake Michigan, which, by the way, thanks, Mr. J, for bringing that up. is an Unsolved Mysteries episode now. Amazing. There's so many parallels because the local meteorologists literally track these UFOs, including altitude and speed, on his radar and matched it up to eyewitness accounts on the ground and to 911 calls going in at the same time. And they learn so much between the ground and the and, you know the public on the ground, the call centers, the nine one one, the sheriff's office, and the meteorologists, and just took a little teamwork. Yep. Oh, and by the way, those UFOs we didn't scramble anything after them. Hmm. Well, I suppose we'll just have to keep unraveling the unexplained. That should be on like a roll of toilet paper, unraveling the unexplained. I like it. We can sell it at Bucky's. <laughs> We're fancy like unexplained <laughs> toilet paper at Bucky's. <laughs> well, on that note, on the Bucky Beaver note. <laughs> it's time to scoot. What What is your final thought, CJ? Because I'm always curious what you think. Oh, you know, I'm lost bottom on line, this one. Bottom line, bottom line, line. shoot down balloons or a combo. Maybe it was a, I also believe it could have been a Pico balloon shot down over Alaska. I'm dubious. And you know what? There's no by the way, there's no evidence that points to Pico balloons over Lake Huron and Canada. Right. As a matter of fact, over Lake Huron, it was described as octagon-shaped. Yeah, there were different shapes. Yeah, I mean, maybe they shot down this balloon in Alaska as a distraction from the other things that they shot down. It's a lot of effort, though. Right. <laughs> it makes no sense that we can go online and see all these balloons and where they're at for ourselves, right? Right. And, of course, Alaska, maybe not surprisingly, is a hotbed of paranormal activity and mm. has been for as long as there have been humans there. Let's do an episode on that, Alaska. Yes, well, the last time I was on without you and Smitty, somebody <laughs> brought up the Alaskan Triangle. Oh, I don't know what that is. And it's a good point. Well, I mean, just Alaska is a hotbed of paranormal activity from missing persons. Okay. I think right now there are officially, I can't remember the exact number, but I'm, I say 14,000 people missing from Alaska. Whoa. Just completely missing, right? Supposed UFO bases in the mountains. How many people even live in Alaska? <laughs> well, that's right. Now, Alaska is a harsh place, of course. And it, and a lot of these folks are very remote and off the grid. And you know what? Things things can happen. Yeah. Nature is unforgiving, right, in the wild, in the Alaskan wilderness and in the Alaskan Triangle. And, and so it's not surprising that people do go missing and are never recovered. Heck, we just shot down a UFO and we can't recover it. We've already abandoned the search, and that's for an unidentified flying object. Right. Yeah, that I do call, I mean, there's no way. Say it. <laughs> BS. I call BS on that. Um, on them abandoning the search for it if they, yeah, there's no way. There's no way that they abandoned the search because they either A, recovered what they needed and just said that they abandoned the search, or B, know that what they shot down is not worth recovering. 
and just don't want to say that. They would not have shot it down if they knew it was a Pico balloon, I don't think. Right. And they say it's not worth recovering if they don't know what it was. Yes. It's a total contradiction. Boom. None of it makes sense. No. (laughs) I did like how he pointed out these don't have lights, right? And so a lot of UFO sightings are associated with lights. and, And so that those remain unexplained. Can't blame those on Pico balloons. Heck, I'm not even sure the spy balloon had lights. And I'm going to say no mm. to that. I don't think you put lights on something you want to stay undetected. <laughs> <laughs> you want to spy with. <laughs> Doesn't explain, you know, like weird triangle formation spotted in the sky right. like the encounter Mr. J had. So I thought it was important detail. There's no lights on here. By the way, all the electronics on there are no bigger than a postage stamp. I know, that's wild. Is it even possible for a missile to shoot down something like that? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I think it probably is. When you think that these missiles are like designed to target human beings in buildings from thousands of miles away. But I clearly don't understand how a missile works because in my mind, a missile makes some sort of physical impact with something and blows up because it hit the target, right? Like, But could it really hit a stamp suspended on a balloon? At 50,000 feet, and that triggered such an impact that it blew up? Or does it just blow up because it's in the proximity? I don't know. Maybe somebody can chime in on that, one of our listeners who might know. Yes, we need some missile experts. Well, with that, that's all the analysis I've got. Yes, same. All right. Well, I think I appreciate you. Appreciate all our listeners. I think we learned a lot tonight. Right back at you. We did. Until next time. Bye. Stay unexplained. Keep looking up, folks. You're giving me wind and rain. You're some kind of butterfly. You've been listening to All Things Unexplained. If you liked this podcast... Please do give us a five-star rating and leave us a review. If you would like to hear more All Things Unexplained, be sure to follow us wherever you listen to your podcast. Our show depends on the support of listeners like you. Find us on Venmo under the business accounts at Bigfoot UFO. If you can't get enough of us, please check us out at allthings-unexplained.com. A special thanks to our producer, director, sound mixer, editor and the man who wears far too many hats no seriously he wears a lot of hats dr tim mounts without you we couldn't keep the lights on thanks for listening to all things unexplained.